This is the Courier Talking Football. I'm Eric Nicholson, and with me this week are our regulars Jim Spence and Sean Hamilton. How are we doing, gentlemen? We uh, Are we starting to fear or, or look forward to the prospect of England winning the Euros then? It's opening up for them, isn't it, Jim? Uh, Italy for me, I think that's been Italy, my stance yeah. from the start. I'm, I'm very impressed with uh, with the Italians. I think they, you know, defensively sound. I think they're a, they're a more exciting team. They maybe lack a kind of more a, exciting a, a, than, a, a than, than I've ever known them, Jim. Yeah, oh, absolutely, know, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, <coughs> Mancini has has done a wonderful job uh, with them. I think you know the the record. I mean, what's the the record's phenomenal, it's absolutely phenomenal. The, the record in a national kind of football. But no, I mean, I I, I just like. I like the you know the quickness, the tempo they play, the way they keep the ball. I think they you know they are um, they, they are just imbued with kind of a great spirit, a great attitude, and all the rest. So look, I, I, I wouldn't for one moment um, knock England. You know, I mean, I had to turn down a radio Scotland appearance the other day because they were they were looking for my my opinion of why we shouldn't kind of support them, and I was quite happy to support them against Germany. wasn't entirely overly chuffed they thought of them winning the tournament, but um, I think they've got they've got you know. Um, They've got a great chance, no doubt about that. They've got some terrific players, some terrific players that actually aren't starting. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a oh, Grealish that's the thing. fan. I, I think, think somebody made started, it. You know? Somebody made the point, Jim, and I, I was, I was getting close to agreeing with it that their bench could have beaten their starters. You know, oh, it was that, absolutely. it was that strong. You know, and it was, it was a controversial starting team. He went, but, but Sean, they what about uh, Monday night has to be some. I noticed, I can't remember. I think it was Rory Smith, the New York Times. I don't uh, misquote him, but I'm sure he tweeted that Monday night or Monday tea time stroke night, basically the two games, was the best night of international football ever. And he's like, looking for folk to come back at him. And, and and you can see why he said it, because I mean, two absolutely brilliant games, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're, if you're looking to stir up debate, uh, it's, uh, it's not not the most controversial stance in the world to take, is it? You'd, you'd probably find a lot of people agreeing. Uh, they, were, they were cracking games. Oh, the French Swiss one, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah it was just... It was, Both I mean, bonkers, but I mean, it, it, this is for me the the group stages. I mean, as much as the highlight of them, obviously, was Scotland's involvement, and we know how that ended. But uh, I, I I genuinely found it quite difficult to get invested in the group stages a lot of the time, and particularly, I mean, the first round of games they're always a bit cagey. Usually, not all of them, but the, most of them are. And then I just I found it a wee bit stuffy and difficult to get into. But the, the knockout stuff is when when these things really come alive. Um, so it was great to see two games properly uh, earning that tag, you know, because they they were both fantastic, and and now it feels like we've got a tournament on the go. I think. Yeah, and there was. was fu- Sorry, carry go. on, Sean. No, no, I was just going to say when you were saying about the there was an interesting point that like the the third place teams have done very well, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that kind of it's I know it's it's not the cleanest way of getting you know teams into it. You know, it was much simpler when it was just. You know, you you had you knew where you are. We're first and second in the group, or what? Or first in the group, however big you want the tournament to be. So it's it's not the cleanest way of getting teams into the next round, but it does show that there's been a bit of strength and depth in this one. Certainly compared to the the last one, I I seem I seem to recall. Aye, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And I, I mean, I've I, I've seen a bit of um, 
chat from uh, your pal Jim Roger Mitchell on Twitter, sort uh-huh. of uh, having having a dig <laughs> as he likes. He always to gets prefaced. Uh, well, your, your, your pal Roger. Your pal. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, hang on. Have we not got a? Did we not have a Roger Mitchell Claxon at one point? No, it was, it was the other lad. Should bring a oh, <laughs> Exactly. Um, yeah, as he likes to do, he's a bit of a. He's a bit of an iconoclast, and and he's having a go at the format of the tournament, and and saying that there are only sort of eight proper teams in it, uh, and the rest kind of fluffing. All right, you can see the point. And actually, I've I've just said I find it difficult to get involved emotionally at the group stages, in it. So I suppose you could say that that kind of that kind of backs up Roger's point to an extent. But I mean, from from the perspective of a of a Scotland fan. I mean, I, I'm not going to sniff at it because it, it, it's great to be involved in a tournament. It's not good enough. It's not all we should aspire to, as we touched on last week. But it, it was good to be there and seeing the teams who finished third in the groups doing doing well. I mean, there you go. That's 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 an indication that actually maybe it wasn't the worst idea in the world to to expand the tournament here because otherwise you'd be denying these these teams their their shot um in the knockout stages um so yeah it, it, it seems to it seems to be coming to life now and um how much of that is is down to scotland's uh, exit and and being able to relax properly and enjoy it now that might be part of it as well i think you're i think you're right though sean and i think just before we move on i think i think it it shows that we weren't that we were right to to be optimistic and to, to and to talk about the prospect of Scotland actually going deep into the competition. When you look at the ones that have, you know, you you know, Ukraine, obviously Sweden got knocked out last night, but you know Denmark are a better team than us. But you know, there's it's not ridiculous. And obviously Wales previously, you know, not they got absolutely battered off Denmark in this tournament. But the previous tournament, you know, it isn't ridiculous, Jim, is it that we should aspire to be quarter finalists or even semi finalists? A tournament like that because draws draws can open up. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, if you don't aspire, you'll never get anywhere. That, that's, I mean, that's the bottom line. I mean, you know, we, we've got what have we got? We've got um, Switzerland against Spain. Yeah. Um, okay. Belgium, Belgium, Italy, Czech Republic, Denmark. We're looking at how many of those nations are. are you know, Denmark is pretty much similar population wise to us. I think the Czechs are about maybe nine million, something like that. Belgians about ten. Switzerland, maybe I'm not sure nine, ten, something like that. So you know, I mean, these are these are nations that are not this supposedly, you know, the big five, you know, with 50, 60 million populations. I mean, there isn't. I mean, I think in a modern world, we know now that if you're properly coached, if you have great youth systems all the way and good coaching and and, and and proper training and all the rest of it all the way through. There is nothing anymore that should stop you producing, you know, uh, great football players. I mean, the Croatians are the classic example, four million people, you know, just over four million people. I know, you know, historically part of the old Yugoslav Federation, which always produced very fine players, you know, uh, bring back Tito, I say, there's one for a, a different generation, but I mean, you know. The, and a different they, podcast. And, and a different <laughs> podcast, that's the politics podcast, but you know, I mean, you know, there is no reason why if we get our act together, and I think there are signs that we are. You know, I mean, I, I can be as as, as kind of curmudgeonly as the next uh, individual about, uh, about you you know, the way we've been and all the rest of it. But I mean, you know, hiding in the gloom there, there are some kind of bright highlights. You know, and, uh, among them, Robertson Tierney, the emergence of people like Patterson, the Young Rangers fullback, and all the rest of it. You know, Billy Gilmore, <clears throat> and I think probably some others to 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 emerge and to come through. So, you know, I think 
there is no reason why we should not have been. I, I just wish, I honestly just wish now we'd been a wee bit more adventurous against the Czechs. I mean, because we might, who knows, we might well have been, you know, into the later stages had, had we done that. But there is, there, there is some room for optimism. But I mean, I, I've, I've enjoyed it. I'm the same as Sean. I like the, the, knockout, the knockout is where it really comes alive for me. But that said, I, I'm a kind of purist. Like I love seeing football played in the wee kind of triangles and the lovely touches and the, the deft movement and the athleticism uh, that, that some of the sides show, particularly I thought the, the Croats. But, some, you know, ne- nearly all of the sides, I think, have shown a lightness and just a general athletic ability on the ball. I still think that as a football nation, we lack. I, I mean, I, I've got, I've got, I keep saying this, I've been banging this drum for years. I have this discussion with a, um, a mate of mine who was a sports psychologist who actually used to work at Celtic and my mother many years ago. This, this is a, a pet kind of um, a, a pet theory of mine. I, I don't know what it is. You need a biomechanic, a biomechanist to think to explain it. But I always just think people in, in Scotland talk about athleticism. What they mean is guys that run all day. You know, six foot two run all day. I don't. When I talk about athletic players and I see them in this competition, I'm talking about guys that look as though you can look at them and think he could have been a ballet dancer. He could have been a hurdler. He could have been a 400-meter runner. Um, he can pull the ball out there at head height with his foot. They've got a lightness, a flexibility, a suppleness to their body um, that I think still too many of our players lack. Now, I don't know what it is they do, whether it's from an early coaching age, whether it's people from warmer weather uh, countries with, with slacker muscles. I just, I just don't know. But I always think that so many of these countries, their players look truly athletic in the widest sense of the word than ours do. And I think we need to, we need to do something different. I don't know what it is, though. Dundee will have a generation of them now, though, won't they, Jim? Did, did we Gordon Strachan ever put his sand down for the for for training? As we Gordon, he's still not recovering from the gene pool. I mean, that, that's the other thing. I mean, I've said this for years. There's nothing in our gene pool. There isn't, despite what Gordon, there's nothing oh, in our I, gene I, I pool or a water supply garbage, that means we can't do that. It was nonsense. You know? he, he was one for putting his foot in his mouth, wasn't he? Dear <laughs> me, dear me. Anyway, maybe that'll solve it. Right, Sean, back on uh, on the domestic terrain then. I I think uh, St. Johnston fans probably feel like they're standing under a bit of an avalanche just now. It's one of the, I don't think, if you look at, we're talking about obviously the, the interest that is now coming to the surface in uh, some of their star assets. Predictable. I mean, it is, I mean, you know, it, we, all, we predicted it, the manager predicted it, and there, is, there, are, there are no shocks here. But I guess it's when it, when it suddenly becomes... I think sometimes it's when you hear the clubs involved and, you know, I think Jim will probably have something to say about this because he's spoken about it in relation to to Dundee United. And in the past, you know, all of a sudden we've got A, Rooney, McCart, Kerr, McCann, all being linked with different clubs. So, you know, that's that that becomes overwhelming in itself. But if we start with Sean Rooney, I think this one in particular feels it'll jar because... Now I have, you know, I, I think around about three hundred grand is probably a reasonable fee for Sean Rooney, given he's got a year left, given the fact he's still got a lot to prove, give, you know, just given the the basic economics that we we spoke to, spoke about with Benjamin Segrist last week, you know, that's just where you know you'll find your you find your own value. It just is what it is, type thing. But I think with, with Sean Rooney being the guy that scored two cut winning goals for St Johnson. And potentially going without uh, having a paying customer seeing him at McDermott Park or any other ground in Scotland for that matter, being arguably the most significant individual in St Johnson's history, 
and and we're not being snobby, you know, going to the English League One, it just, it, the whole thing put together, I think when you step a step back, it does feel a bit sort of, oh my goodness. Um, it does a wee bit. Um, I get where you're coming from. I mean, Rotherham were in the Championship last season, of course, so they, they, they were relegated. Um, I mean, and, and and we know that there are some, there are some big clubs in League One in England who, who you probably wouldn't and who um, pay big wages? Question. You know, they yeah, all absolutely. pay big wages. Yeah, and, and I mean, rather, rather them in terms of wages will be far in excess of what St. Johnston could offer. Um, I've absolutely no doubt about that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get that you might look at it and go, Rotherham, who are they? You know, he's got a, a chance at playing European football with St. Johnston uh, this season. Um, and then, of course, I mean, if they can keep the bulk of that side together, who knows what they can achieve this season as well. But I think that the reality of the situation is that Sean Rooney, um, not just from how he feels about it, from but from speaking to his teammates, will know that probably a number of them will will go this summer if, if the right offer comes in. Um, so I, I can't blame him for, for, for looking beyond, um, especially when the wages are going to go up and, and it's a short career and all that stuff. Um, I don't think I don't think St. Johnson can have any legitimate expectation that Sean Rooney owes them anything now because oh, no, he's already done <laughs> an incredible amount for the for yes. the football club. Shame on him for not hanging around to win them the Premiership. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, in in that respect, I don't I don't think um, fans or anybody will grudge him. Oh, um, his, no, his move, but, but I think they'll, I can, I think I they'll feel sorry for themselves. <laughs> yes. just be d- yeah, no, I think you're right. Uh, it's a shame um, the, the idea that, that he could have such an impact on the football club, but then never, never play in front of a uh, in front of the fans at all. I mean, that's 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 difficult for people to accept. I get that, um, but I mean, I think in terms of the the wider picture, yeah, it's not stunning that this is happening. I think we all expected it was going to come, but I think it feels a bit real now, doesn't it? And that's when it gets a bit scary. When you look at the prospect of losing, for instance, and it might not happen this way, but just as a, as a, as a there's potential for it to happen, that they could lose Rooney, they could lose Kerr, they could lose McCart, <laughs> they could lose McCann, all in one window. And it's difficult as a St. Johnston fan to, to look at that prospect and not, worry about it a wee bit. As somebody pointed out to me on Twitter, I mean, I, I had it in my head, I didn't, just because we've we've treated him differently, and I, I, it could be because there's, there's a clause in his court. I can't remember why, but Liam Gordon's been put in a di- almost been put in a different category because he recently signed a new contract. But on the face of it, his contract's only got a year to go as well. You know, so it's... I, I mean, I, 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 there's no prospect of... of Liam Gordon leaving, you know, and like I say, I think it's. But you kind of have to, you have to put him in the mix as well because he he's done just as well as the rest of them, isn't he? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, he's probably of the. Well, let's call it a three at the bat rather than bring the the, the wide guys in. But of the three, he's 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 the most overlooked. Yeah, um, and and he's the one that the he's three. the one that there's been zero transfer speculation about. So Absolutely, it's not, it's not a case of us, you know, just plucking Jamie McCart, Jason Kerr, no. Ali McCann, and Sean Rooney out of thin air and saying they're the ones. You know, they just are. Mm-hmm. It's just it's facts, isn't it? You know. Yeah, it's, and it's strange because I mean, when you when you uh, I, we've we've been very lucky. I've been at a few games this season, not not a great deal, but not as many as you, Eric. But I've been lucky enough to be a few, and when you're 
when you're in the ground, especially when there's no fans there, you can hear everything and, and you can hear that Liam well, Gordon, is, he's the yeah. organiser, he's the shouter, <laughs> he's the, main man, he's the yeah. one who tells people where to go. Um, he's so the next he, captain, basically, isn't he? Let's aye, it. yeah, he's I don't think there's about that. Yeah. Um, but I, I suppose the, the, <laughs> it's going to happen. Players will go this summer. How many? I'm not sure. But it could easily be all of the ones that we've just mentioned um, if, the, if the fees are right. It's now about for St Johnston making sure that they maximise what they can get for those players and and we, we spoke about this in relation to Benji Seagrist last week the market will dictate that so um, this, this stuff being public knowledge at this point is not a bad thing for St Johnston from their perspective they, they want it known that, that clubs are looking at their players because if they can smoke out further interest by, oh, by having it in the yeah. public eye, then then that's beneficial for them. So if I were Callum Davidson or, or or Steve Brown or somebody in that sort of position at St. Johnson, I would be I would be using whatever channels I can to make it known that, that uh, clubs are looking at our players. Jim, I mean, Sean makes a point there about uh, you basically... In individual cases, yeah, you're looking to get the abs. You know, when you realize you don't, the last thing you want to do is let somebody's contract run and he goes for nothing. But in this, in this particular case, because there's so many, do you actually say, like, say, now I don't want, I'm just picking Jason Kerr out as an example. Do you say, right, okay, we cannot let we cannot let them all go in a one or so, even if individually. The value, our valuation was met, or even exceeded, or got close to on each of these individual cases. Do you say, I just for the sake of the team, for the sake of everything that they've built? Do you say, right, no, we just have to. There's one that we can't let go. Jason Kerr, an example, and if we have to lose him for nothing next season, so be it. Is is there a strong argument to do that, or do you just say, like, no, this is pure business. We have to get what we can for all of them. And 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 trust our manager to to, to sort us out. Well, th- 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 there's a, there's there's two or three, maybe even more kind of elements that come into <laughs> the, the the mixing pot here. And I think crucially, you know, crucially amongst all of them, and most importantly, I think, is the relationship between Callum and and the chairman Stevie Brimmer. I know Saints have a kind of you know a, a general fact totem and. Um, overseeing all this. But ultimately in these situations I think, you know, the the chairman I think ultimately will be the, you know, the the, the deciding factor. I mean if you look at it, I mean, there's, there's, you know, I've looked at various kind of websites, um, one called Salary Sport, and I'm working on the basis that, you know, that it's fairly kosher. Um, Rotherham have 15 players earning over £2,500 a week basic pay. I would be surprised if since St. Johnson have got anybody on two and a half grand a week basic. Um, there might be players who, you know, are on big, ba- a decent basic topped up with some, you know, various, you know, various elements. But I mean, the truth of the matter is Rotherham's turnover, uh, sorry, Rotherham's wage bill in a year, about three and a half or four million, will probably be near hand as much as St. Johnson's turnover. So we're dealing, we're dealing in, and, you know, it doesn't matter how fans want to look at this about we should sell our game better, we should do this, that, and the next. We live in the world as it is at the moment. And the world as it is <clears throat> means that a League One club in England financially are by and large a much more attractive proposition in terms of pure earnings than a St Johnson as double club double cup winners. What Saints now have to figure out is 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 there a risk of being denuded, you know, of three, four, five 
key players because you know Saints Saints have gone through the roof in terms of publicity, in terms of what they've done, their achievements, which are quite spectacular, and people have sat up and take, taken notice. So. You know, what, what do you do? Do you, do you work on the on, on the basis that Jim McLean used to back in the pre-Bosman days and all the rest of that, and the world's changed since then, um, particularly with agents? Do you work on the basis that if you flog a player, if you get a decent fee in, then you can use a big chunk of that money to pay bigger bonuses or maybe you get, put guys on, uh, if not extended contracts, but better basic wages or something like that? It's going to be very, very hard to compete, Eric. And this is this is where this is where you know the relationship between the manager and the chairman is important, but also the manager player relationship because you know once a player leaves and you know dressing rooms are, are, are very small places you know football's a global village very quickly somebody realizes that the player who's left whether it be Rooney or whoever has gone from 1100 quid a week basic to three and a half grand you know it's not long until people start to mutter and think mm, you know, that was as good as him I could be earning that I mean he's getting this you know and 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 that's what happens you know bit by bit and it, it, it's not necessarily you've got bad eggs in the dressing room or any of the rest of it football players have and you know I hate using it it's a cliche but they do they've got short careers a leg break they're a leg break and they've got, a, and they've got egos <clears throat> and they've got egos yeah of course and they've got agents <laughs> they've got agents now you know th- there's no point in people complaining about, you know, agents came into the game because of, you know, the Jim McLean's of this world. And don't knock the wee man. I mean, that was, you know, that was the world as it was. But agents came into the game because players traditionally got shafted. Um, and are some of them bad ones? Yes, some of them are dreadful for, for a club. Some of them are dreadful. Some of them are dreadful for their clients. But they've got a job to do. And that job is to mix and match and, and spot opportunities for their players and, and drum up business for their players. And they do it for the clubs as well. This is this is the thing that people forget as well. You know, chairman and all the rest of it will regularly say to an agent, well, I'm looking for a club for so and so. Can can you can you find something? Because we think he's not going to be happy for you know for this year. We think he's going to be unsettled or we 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 pretty much know, you know, looking at things, what we're hearing on the grapevine, we're not going to be able to keep him. Um so you know, can you can you put us in touch with somebody who's going to give us the kind of fee we might be looking for? So you know this is no agents just don't deal with players, they deal with clubs uh, and all the rest of it as well. Um so, so there is a risk here. There's a big risk factor for Saints. You know, uh, could they be denuded of three or four or maybe more of these players? At the same time, Callum Davidson is a shrewd individual, as is Steve Brown, as as have Saints been generally. So they will have been looking around. They will have identified the possibility and the probability of losing certain players and they will have players identified, I think, I'm pretty sure, to come in and replace them. Is there anybody in that St. Johnson squad who's irreplaceable? Maybe one or two. Um, could they replace the likes of Rooney? I suspect so. Um, he, he wasn't always star billing at St. Johnson, but I mean, he's he's done a great job. You know, that's the, that's the job. So it's it's a, this is a multifaceted thing. There are umpteen elements to to all of this. But th- there's one thing for sure: trying to keep players with maybe a year left on their deal or something like that, when they can go and triple their money. You know, treble their money if they've got a really good agent. They maybe even quadruple it going south of the border. It's going to be very very hard indeed. Yeah, do you have a, uh, I've probably asked this this question on all manner of subjects, do you have a, a, a gut instinct on it, Sean, as to who goes and who's, my, I, if I was to, I, until the rather interest emerged, I, I had a suspicion that I thought Rooney might be one who would stay, but now mm. I, I think this, you know, we're expecting a second bid. I think if they're getting encouragement, you know, if they, if usually when a club makes a second bid, it's because they're getting encouragement, isn't it? Because they get the, you know, the the the, the selling club 
he basically lets them know like you've no chance or you know yeah, if you're not far away, X, Y, or Z, you're not far <laughs> yeah. away type thing. So yeah, I'm now thinking he's going. I've always had a feeling Jamie McCarr, just purely because of he's the one that's been here the the shortest time. I've always had a feeling he'll go. Ali McCann, Saints, need, I've got the most control, but they need to be the they need to be the strongest on this one because obviously he's the one with greatest value. And you know, no, you can't be getting Ali McCann for a year. Sorry, for a million. I'd, if if anybody's going around that mark, I'd be saying no. We'll, we'll wait till January and, and let's see the clubs that come in after he's after he's played more Northern Ireland games, played in Europe. So no, you can just you can take a hike. So I'm fifty fifty. I have a feeling Ali McCann might not. Jason Kerr. I've got a feeling Jason Kerr won't as well. I don't know. I don't know why. I think I've got. I think Jason Kerr will, and I know he'll put great stock in the fact he could be a captain to lead Saints into Europe. And again, you know, so I don't, I don't put it this way. I don't think all four will go. I think it'll be three. I'll think it'll be three at worst or best, depending if you're a money man. What's your, where's your, where's your instinct on this one? I'm, I'm with you on Ali McCann. I think the only, the only, the only, now one million, you're correct. I think it's nowhere near it for Ali McCann. Um, now, um, I do think that, um, the chairman Steve Brown made an error in linking um, the one point seven five million. Oh, and he spoke to the broadcast got. after the yeah. after the cup thing. And and linking that fee to McCann, uh, which is their record fee received, which still stands from when Callum Davidson went to Blackburn. Um, I think that was an error um, because you're, you're you're setting the the standard uh, too low, um, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, for for a guy who's basically you're given the length that's still on his deal, and the fact he's played international football, uh, he's he's your prize asset really. Um, I, I think you you've started off far too low there, so I think that was that was a problem. Um, and we've now got a situation where uh, stories are, are coming out that that's uh, a, a one million. Presumably sort via agent. Offer. So yes, I think, yeah, yeah. certainly. It wouldn't be the club, would it? So, um, so that now you've got another problem because now you've 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 started at one point seven five. Now you're down to one. Yeah, compounded. And it, <laughs> which is that that's going in the wrong direction from somewhere that was already too low. Um, so you're right. St. Johnson with McCann need to be unshakable at this point, and they need to to make it very clear that that's not enough. And he won't be going anywhere for that, um, because as you say, there's two two years left on that contract. Um, the, the stronger position to take is to say no, unless it's unless we get beyond two million this summer, then he's not going anywhere. Um, because yeah, you can you can hang on to him, you can play him in Europe. Actually, the benefits of of having him. Potentially um, to play in European qualifiers and, and, you can, you can and possibly them. reach group yeah. stages as well. I mean that's lucrative too. So it, it, it's a legitimate position for St. Johnson to take that. Actually, no, we'll, we'll knock back that that one point seven five million because having him here in this team could be worth a lot more to us. Um, and then, of course, if it doesn't work out that way, and you get to January, then you can you can look again and, and see who's coming in. And of course, if he plays well first half of the season, then you know the starting point. Even though he's got half a year less on his deal, the starting point's not going to be one million. So 
that would be the way that I think they should play it with him. Um, now, Rooney probably will go, I agree with you. Uh, I think that looks like a fait accompli, to be honest. That'll, that'll happen. Um, and I think Saints are, are pretty well either resigned to it or comfortable with it because um, they, 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 they've had so much out of them, you know. They're probably more, well, definitely more than they thought uh, they would get out of them. So he'll go. Um, McCart, I could see him going as well. If if, if for no other reason than then he's he's and again, this is not a criticism of the player at all, but I mean you would you would see a season like last season for a Jamie McCart as a stepping stone to something else. Um because that how are you gonna top that? What's just happened, you know, to be I a part of a team Sean like that. Real. I always think the Cel- uh, the Celtic Academy product thing helps Aye. you, doesn't it? It it kind of it makes people think, oh, actually, because they they all think Andy Robertson, don't they? You know, that's that's what folk think now. They think, oh, because he's got that background, he's it's he's just for whatever reason he slipped through the net, but he could still be, you know, he could still be the star that they probably thought they had when he was fourteen, fifteen. You know, Aye. Well, I mean, I, I suspect he might go if there's a decent offer for him. And Jason Kerr is one I'd love to see them hang on to. And and I know that, you know, he's got a year left. The ideal scenario, and it's probably too late, that ship has sailed, but I, w- I would love to see him sign a new deal, even with for a, another with year. A clause, with a clause yeah, exactly. that says, this is what I go for. I, get I think if you're, seeing, if you're seeing Johnson, yeah, you should chuck, chuck money at Jason Kerr just now. Because he's he, he will go at some point. There's absolutely no doubt about that. If you can get another year in him, on his deal and give him a bit more money and then put that clause in, you know, assurances that if, if a certain standard of club, a certain fee comes in, you can go, we won't stand in your way. That would be the thing to do because at the moment, I think you look at Bournemouth and all right, they're, they're championship, um, but that's, that's, they'll have, that's oh, a decent deep, standing deep, deep of club pockets. given their, oh, given yeah, their yeah. time in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, so I them or them. No, no, I mean, and, 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 400 grand or whatever for them is, is pennies so um, it would be nice uh, with Jason Kerr if they could if they could get him to commit to, to an extra year with assurances uh, that, he, that he can go um, for a certain amount of money if you like so that's what I'd like to see I'd love it if we could hang on to we huh, done it again we could, I'd love it if St Johnson could hang on to Ali McCann and Jason Kerr because um, I think the other two will go I think you're right yeah, is McCann, just to wrap this one, this part of it up, Jim, is McCann, St. Johnson doing, Sean's right, didn't he? They need, they need to be strong on this one, don't they? Um, well, it, you, you can be as strong as you like, Eric, um, until such times as a player, I'm not suggesting this is a situation here. Well, he's he's you know, not the type of boy that's going to, that's going to, I no, think I've phrased it in my piece, employ the dark arts, you know what I mean? This no, is, that's right. I mean, there's, pl- the, there's plenty yeah. that would, or the would be encouraged to by yeah. their agent. I mean, yeah. Ali's what, 20, 21, uh, and Jason's 24, so, you know, they're at slightly different, well, they're, they're at different kind of, you know, stages of their development. At 24, I think you probably are starting to think about, you know, if I don't take my chance now, it might, Correct. It might bypass it might me another come. year. I'm 25, people start look and think, mm, he's coming from Scottish football at 24, 25, you know. Um, McCann's a different kind of kettle of fish. Uh, 
As to the fee, I mean, I know that you, you know, it was a bit of fun to be had on Twitter the other day with this, wasn't there? I had a bit of fun myself um, uh, with it. But, you know, w- what kind of fee should St. Johnston be um, uh, looking for? Well, this depends on how you market, how you play it, you know, with the media, how you slip things in, uh, you know, because, you know, clubs and, and, and chairmen at clubs and directors of football at clubs are like the rest of us. They read things, they, they've got partial bits of information, they panic, well, that club's in for him, they're going to that, maybe we better go to X, you know, or Y figure or whatever. Um, so, you know, it depends how cutely St. Johnson want to play all of this um, in terms of A, whether they have almost accepted that they're going to lose them um, or B, whether they think there's a really good chance that, you know, they can turn down bids and keep them happy for another season, maybe two, I don't know. Uh, my suspicion would be that if, 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 a, if a, a bid comes in of, you know, over a million quid, that, that St. Johnson will not be in a position to turn it down. Is it quarter? I mean, that, that would be almost quarter of their um, their, their, their annual turnover or something like that. You know, I mean, it's, the, the, you know, f- football is like a lump. Football is a business. You have to, you know, you have to run the game as a halfway house. It's a sport. It's about community. It's about a sense of kind of, you know, having, even although the fans aren't owners as such, they feel as though they're spiritual and owners of the club and their soul and all the rest of it. But the club also has to be run as a business. You know, the last thing you want to see is, I mean, remember where Saints came from. You know, when, when Jeff Brown took Saints over, Saints were, Saints were facing extinction. You know, the, the job that's been done in, in, in that 20 odd years is, is quite phenomenal. And it's been done because they haven't allowed their heart to rule their head. And, and, you know, and, and that's a very tough thing for football fans to hear. Um, I, I mean, I don't like saying it even as a journalist, you know, and as a fan myself, but, you know, you, you've got to be so kind of switched on and so cute and kind of instinctively know when there's an offer comes in for a player that might not be exactly what you want, but it's enough to make you say, OK, can, can we get something? Can we get someone as good? Maybe not, but can we get someone nearly as good? Maybe yes, you know, so... Um, it depends on the player as well. He's an intelligent boy. He's not a daft laddie, you know, if he's being well advised by agent, play, uh, by parents perhaps, you know, uh, uh, and, and, and smart himself. You know, he, he, he knows sufficiently in his own head that he's got a, sufficient ability, you know, to, to hang on, that others will be interested in the future um, and he won't rock the boat. But you, you just never know. I mean, if an outrageous bid comes in, Saints will be, I'd have thought, more than tempted to, to take the money. Um, and of course, if an outrageous bid comes in, all of a sudden you're a young laddie and somebody flashes a wage of eight grand a week or ten grand a week in front of you, as opposed to I don't know a grand a week, then you're only human, you know. You're only human, and so I, th- I, th- I think this is very much a movable feast at the moment with, with, with two or three of the St. Johnson players, maybe more. Yeah, no, I agree, and I think I think by the end of the transfer window, what I would say is I think. It, They've got St. Johnson. Have got it's a bit of a cliche, but they've got a manager that they that they have to trust, and they've. I suspect when they turn around and look at their squad, they'll be quite happy with it, or or probably more than quite happy with it. When you know the quality of it, when they go into the in, in the next season, so they've you know there's a lot of that, a, a lot of key players in that team are tied up, you know, the experienced ones and all the rest of it. So, and, you know, there's a couple of loans already lined up. It looks like Glenn Middleton's coming back. A young guy from, you know, Callum Davison, you would expect, as you would expect, given the, what happened with Danny McNamara, you know, and his connections with Gary Rowett. There's a, a talented young defender on his way up from Millwall who, you know, it looks like Callum's getting the, the sort of cream of their crop. So another couple around that and, you know, they go again, as it says, and and let's let's see how many of these these four that we're talking about do actually go when when push comes to shove. 
There is great pride in being a Scotland supporter. Win, lose or draw, the saltire flies, the songs are sung, the hand and roar will be heard. But what was it like in the old days, the days of the huge crowds and the vast hand and bowl before it was all seated? If you're old enough, you'll remember. In our new book, We Had a Dream, Scotland Internationals in the Black and White Era, will remind you of those great days. If you're younger, this is the history. This is what the great days looked like. Those days are gone now, but these memories are also dearly held. There are photos in this book that will stir the dark blue heart. Photos of Bremner, Baxter, Law and Johnston in the days when they strode the hand and turf before crowds of 120 or 130,000 fans. If you remember those days, this book will take you back to those days. If you want to know what it means to be a Scotland supporter, then you'll need this book to show you, not just tell you, what it means to be a Scotland supporter. As one of our podcast listeners, you can get an exclusive 50% discount on We Had A Dream at dcthompsonshop.co.uk using the code DREAM15 at checkout. That's D-R-E-A-M-1-5 at the checkout of dcthompsonshop.co.uk. Check the episode notes for details and terms. Was like us. Well, transfer-wise, Jim... Jake Doyle Hayes was a deal that we all it kind of you know it was it was heading in one direction. United appeared to have beaten some money to him, and you know the player was keen. All the rest of it, you know, you get the you get the vibes, you get the, you get the steers and all the rest of it. But now it would appear that uh, the agents move the goalposts close to the. I was going to mix my really mix my metaphors there. Move these goalposts next to the finishing line, but <laughs> the the agents move the goalposts a bit, and now wants to take more time to 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 yet further assess his options. United are basically walking away. That's the wise thing to do, isn't it, Jim? When these things some things kind of turn into a bit of a saga. Yeah, well, I mean, the the the, the problem. I mean, you know, once you know, once the agent says that you know the player wants to take long, you know, more time. Um, before you know, uh, come out and basically he wants to speak to other clubs. And I, and I think, and I think, by the way, mm. Jim, just to, just to put a bit more information, and in, I think St. Mun fans and potentially even Jim Goodwin were getting a bit frustrated that he, at the time he was taken to give them an answer because they offered him a contract a good, a good bit, you know, previously to to when United did. So yeah, carry on. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, you know, I often wonder if it's a wee bit like the housing market, this one, you know, when something's under offer, well, it's under offer, you know, um, pretty much it, 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 it's sold, you know, it can still go by the way, but pretty much it's sold. I mean, um, well, it was Jake Doyle Hayes under offer, well, presumably United had made the offer, he knew what the wages were and all the rest of it. He wanted to take his time along with his, his, his agent to see what other offers came in. And this, and this is the game that we play, Eric. Clubs play it, players play it, agents play it. Um, you're trying to tease out other interests. You know, if United were presumably paying him more money than St. Martin were, he'd obviously looked, thought, bigger club, better prospects, better money. Um, and the agent has said, well, hang on, we can maybe get you something better yet. And, and as we've seen with St. Johnson, you know, but I, I hate being disrespectful to <clears throat> to other people's clubs. I mean, most of us would say Rotherham. Who? You know, we were talking earlier about... Um, St. Johnson and, 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 you know, the kind of clubs that, are, that, that may be attractive to some of their players. But the bottom line is, you know, particularly south of the border, there's much bigger money on order than on offer than there is here. Um, it may well be that Jake Doyle-Hayes agents thinks he can attract, I don't know, a Hearts, a Hibs in Aberdeen. You just don't know these things. You know, he's, he's testing the market, so to speak. Now, part and parcel of the risk in testing that market 
is that then, um, you know, you start to get into brinksmanship. And sometimes that brinksmanship results in a club like United saying, okay, don't want you. The deal's off. They know that he's not sufficiently committed to want to play for the offer they've put on the table. And they've done their budget. They've done their sums and all the rest. There might be a wee bit of play in a, in a budget. You know, to, uh, uh, um, Tony Asgard will be sitting there looking at his budget along with... Uh, uh, Thomas Courts, the, the manager, and they, they, they will know. They will know what they're prepared to pay. They'll know how far they can push. And, and remember, if you push a wee bit further in one direction, it means you've got a bit less to play in another direction. So United have obviously taken taken the viewpoint, OK, he's not committed enough. We've shown our hand. He's shown his. Let's move on elsewhere. Let's identify or, or let's move to some other targets which we've identified because presumably they will have done. Uh, so Jake Doyle, Hayes, unless, unless it really is brinksmanship, um, you know, and, and they do go back, but I would doubt that. I think when you know when a club kind of uh, officially kind of comments or, or, or makes it known that they've pulled the plug in the deal, pretty you know, uh, unless you're after Ronaldo, it, it might be a different kettle of fish. But for Jake Doyle Hayes, with all due respect, I suspect they can get as good elsewhere. Yeah, Sean, it's you don't want these, you don't want sagas, do you? It's just if if you're a if you're a buying club, uh, and you don't want. I'm not listen. We're we're not in the negotiating room and all the rest of it. But you don't want you don't want the the goalpost to be moved, do you? You know, if you if you get you get a feeling for these deals, don't you? And you get a feeling if if the club's getting played a bit, don't you? Well, I would imagine that's that's exactly what's happened. Um, I suspect that those on the United side of the negotiation probably um, maybe started with a suspicion and have now perhaps feel it's been firmed up that they're actually being used a bit um, whether to try and wring a bit about more money uh, but ring a bit of interest out of another club or a bit more money out of another club or indeed to, to try and get more money out of United in fact um, so it, it seems to me like United have, have felt that that's the way the wind was blowing with this one and just decided to decided to end it just going nah we're, we're, we're not going to play that role um, and this saga, as you put it, yeah, we 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 won't play the part of of useful, <laughs> useful idiots, if you like. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with the lad now. You're giving us a um, headline there, sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean it's legit though. No, I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, exactly. we we won't we won't be those that that useful idiot for I you. I guess we, I guess the only the only one that and it's just coming into my mind there. And yeah, you never say never in any of these things. But I remember having covered every every twist and turn of it. The Stevie made back to St Johnston one seemed to be that's that one was Jim. That one was on and off half a yeah. dozen times, you know. And and we did they did get there in the end. But I mean that 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 was being played out with with parties that knew each other. You know, this is a bit different, that's right. isn't it? That, 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 that's different. There was, a, there was a historical, the familial, the kind of community of link with Stevie. You know, he was a known quantity, local and Stevie boy was and absolutely desperate to, to drive it to yeah, Saints. That, and and you know, people come, knew that. Whichever you know, way it happened, uh, yeah. W- w- you know, in an area where journalists and fans and all the rest of it, you know, things get out and people know each other, uh, there, there's much more information available, you know, albeit on a kind of back-channel approach to individuals, to, to punters and all the rest of it, than there is 
has an association like Jake Doyle Hayes where nobody really knows the boy, nobody really knows his agent, you know, um, <clears throat> there's not enough uh, information feeding through, you know, whereas in the Stevie May situation, you've got people sitting in pubs and clubs and taxis and in the street, ah, Stevie wants to come, but there's just that, and people understand the boy, you know, he's looking for maybe a wee bit extra here, he understands that he's he's had an offer from there, or but he really wants to come, you know, this is a different this is a different kind of kettle of fish entirely. The danger for a United or any other club in a situation like this is, if their punters start to feel that they're being weak need or being used, um, then you know that that tends to kind of concentrate fire on the board. You know what's the sporting director doing? What are the board doing? Why are you you know allowing us to be used like this? And of course, the other thing is then the danger is that if you do end up signing them, the punters have turned against the the player even before he's come in yeah. because he's seeking for the seeking the best deal. So you know this is this is knife edge stuff um, when, when you're dealing in these situations. You, it can go so far. Um, fans have no problem with a, with a guy. I think trying to get the, the best deal from himself. But when he start, you know, it gets to the stage where there's been a deal on the table at his previous club for a good while. He hasn't taken it. When the United thing has been rattling on for a good few weeks now, uh, 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 it becomes obvious what is going on, what they're up to, and people hate feeling that they're being used. People don't mind people cutting a good deal for themselves, but they hate feeling that they're being used, and 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 that's why in this situation, I suspect this one's dead and buried. And players, players need to be careful as well, don't they? Sure. I mean, I'm. Just- just dipping into social media as we as we chat, you know, and I've seen a lot of the reaction and from St. Murn fans, you know, Pie and Bovril accounts saying, you know, I don't know if I can't make up my mind if if Doyle Hayes has got the the best agent or the worst agent, you know, and it's you know, all of a sudden, you know, folk start to think, you know, is this you know, it's you need to be careful. I know that you employ an agent, but Bloody hell, they're important to you, aren't they? They're important to your reputation as much as much as uh, yeah. much as anything else, aren't they? Yeah, you can you can see that here by the reaction to it. Um, I mean, United fans, unsurprisingly, are, are, are kind of behind their behind their club because it, it, it very much appears to me as if the club have just gone. Now nah, we're not we're not going to play this game. As I said before, um, they 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 get a sense that that they were being used rather than anything else. So under those circumstances, they're absolutely entitled to 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 call it quits and say no we're done um but you're right it, it also reflects on on the player um and yeah you've got you've got some Mirren fans questioning it now um you know the, the lad will get himself a reputation sort of thing um so that's that's a consideration united, united still need to strengthen that position though that is clear so you know it's i think there's I mean, did I? Ask, I think I asked you this week. Is is it your? I mean, the Seagrass and the Seagrass situations changed as well. I mean, we're waiting for other clubs to come back in. Ipswich have got a goalie now, Jim. So there he is back. He'll be back training away, and it's you want to get these things solved quickly. I think, particularly a goalkeeper, don't you, Jim? Moving on to Seagrass, there it would have been. You know, they're not chasing him out the door, but. It's, that's a crucial position that you really want to get. You you want to know whether he's going or staying, don't you? Before well, the, that, before uh, the season starts. Yeah, I mean that that's a problem in a team game, Eric. You know, when you're on a squad, of kind of you know, any team that runs a kind of squad of 18, 20 players, you know, um, there will be. Two or three that they're absolutely desperate not to lose, you know, unless, of course, they get the right fee for it, you know. Two or three they never want to lose at a core side and all the rest of it. Um, I, I would imagine Seagrass has become one of those kind of players. He's he's an exceptionally good goalkeeper in Scottish terms and all the rest of it. But what what the marketplace does, you know, it sounds like a politics podcast, but what the marketplace does is it does dictate because, you know, I mean, ultimately... 
you know, there are clubs all around with, with scouting, you know, scouting systems, whether it be digital scouting systems or a combination of that and sending people still physically to, to look and come back with written reports and all the rest of it that break down and assess, you know, um, the worth of every type of player and goalkeepers, you know, shots saved kind of, you know, um, sh- you know, uh, chances that he, uh, you know, goals that he squandered and all the rest. There's a complete breakdown, and then what you do is you, 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 you know, you look at the market and you think, well, is there anybody else that's as good or can compare or is is almost as good or whatever? There will always be other targets uh, available, and. I kind of wondered when nobody came in for Segrist, because I did think he might have gone in the last uh, the last window. You know, when nobody came in for him, you do kind of then wonder what's going on. Might 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 there be a price tag being attached that we're not being told about that just proves too much, or are people waiting to see? Okay, he's had one really top season. We'll wait and see how he does um, by the time the season's out. See what else is available. Also by comparison. Um, there's a you know there's a fair bit of time to go um, before before the window shut, so it's not not early days yet. And United will have other targets. I mean, we we know that they've looked and and other keepers have been mentioned so far. You know, so I mean, th- 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 this is an open situation. The keeper will be back training. That's fine. He's got to do that. He's a professional with a year left in his deal. Um, I still wouldn't be surprised if Segrist moves on. I also would still wouldn't be surprised if he ends up staying at Tannadice because nothing better has come in for him. You know, I mean, it's 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 a crowded marketplace. There are lots of footballers trying to make a living, and and the vast bulk of them. This is the this is the key thing. The vast bulk of them are of a level. You know, the, the the superstars can name their price. The vast bulk of players are of a level. You know, and it depends how good their agent is. You know, maybe a particular few games that they've caught the eye of someone, a, you know, a chairman or a a manager somewhere who's desperate to have them. But for the vast bulk of players who play on a level, sometimes it's hit or miss whether you get that big move or not. Good stuff. Okay. Well. Thanks very much again this week, gentlemen. We'll be back next week for for more transfer stories, no doubt. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it, or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people to find Talking Football, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget, too, to pick up your copy of The Courier Monday to Saturday, or go to thecourier.co.uk slash subscribe to find out how to get our award-winning sport, business and local journalism across Tayside and Fife in the way that's right for you. The Courier. Local matters.